What's up, everybody? My name's Chris. My man Frank G is on the other line, and today is a special episode. We have our first guest, Frank G. First, real quick, are you there? Yes, sir. What's going on, baby? That's my boy. Let's give an open arms welcome to our first guest, Ankit Basin. How are you, my friend? Oh, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Of course. On this episode, uh, we're very excited to have you. Of course, we're going to put the timer on for 20 minutes. When that timer ticks off and the alarm goes off, we're going to sign out. Uh, we're all drinking out wine. I got my Sevillon Blanc. What you got on, Kit? Me? I got a Riesling. Riesling here. Okay, that sounds lame. Frank G, what you got? You know what? I decided to mix up a little margarita tonight. So Margaritaville, take me there. All yes, right. Sir. All right. Uh, this episode, we're going to get into the stock market. We're going to get in today's current economic climate and how we can provide value to, of course, the audience, uh, you know, best practices and strategies to invest. Uh, Ankit has showed me a lot, essentially my uh, financial advisor who lost me some money, but no worries. No worries. <laughs> it's easy to put the blame on someone else. I love it. I like this guy. I like Frank. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, it's funny. You guys somewhat know each other because Frank G is, of course, my BFF. And uh, he got me my Ferragamo wallet because he works at Ferragamo in which Ankit declared as fake. Oh, we, the, the voices clash now. This is this is what that was about. Huh? Yeah. Do you guys still like each other? I don't think so. Nah, oh, Ankit, Ankit nah, sounds really? like my boy. <laughs> Love. Nah, man. I was just looking at it, looking at looking at the one I have and the one he has, and I was uh, just making the the comparison. Mine might be a little old, though. You know, you need yeah. something new. You come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. I'll keep it in mind. Ankit, if you need a business loan, you know where to find me. <laughs> I got you. It sounds good, Chris. Now, listen, Ankit. Look, we have you on the show. We can't be, you know, thankful enough. Uh, obviously, we want to hear what you have to say about the current stock market, um, where to invest. But real quick, for the listeners who are listening, who are new to investing, what should they know right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for people who are new to investing. It's a really interesting time to, to be looking at the market. Um, you know, just looking at where we've come from over the past at least seven to 10 years through a bull market. And now you're seeing this extreme crash. People are talking about a recession. We are going into a recession if we haven't already. Uh, it's going to be, you know, hopefully it doesn't last too long, but prices have really pulled back a lot. So while, you know, your new investor, this is a really, you know, really, really special time for a new investor because while most people looking at the market might be scared of all the fluctuation, uh, kind of everything that's going on, you see, you see the market going up, up or down 10% in one day. Um, what you don't realize is that since things are so cheap compared to where they were uh, maybe a month and a half ago or two months ago, there are a lot of opportunities out there. And uh, it's a really good time to potentially make your first investment. I do feel, though, millennials, when they're first introduced to the stock market and they don't know exactly how to play, they, of course, want to get rich quick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you see that a lot. I think that's the dream. You know, that's, that's kind of the allure around it is that, you know, you, you hear these stories, right? You hear the stories of the one guy who placed the bet and it just happens to pay off. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe he turned 30 grand into a million dollars. But at the same time, what they usually don't tell you is the other side of that story. You know, there, there's always a, a backstory where that person might have blown up their account four or five times, uh, you know, been broke and, and they're 
usually the people who end up with those big purses with those big pots like that they're uh a little bit more on the gambling side they, they're not really investing they're, they're what's called speculating or, or just taking very very high risk bets and, so to to my understanding and you know to be honest um, i may be as ignorant as one can get with respect to the stock market so anything i say feel free to call out my bullshit if it's a question or whatever bullshit but <laughs> but uh i would in my thoughts it's really a long run process um investing is there a quick is there a get rich quick scheme or is this something you're getting into an investment for years and years to come if there is a scheme i want to know about it so the floor is all yours right so i mean you know there there are definitely again there are definitely those stories of people who get rich uh but frank you, you have the right idea you know it's not really worth the, taking that risk the vast majority of times um you know a lot of times you're you're taking something with a one percent chance of paying off a two or three percent chance and that, that might be a show for later on where um you know you go into these really really high risk strategies and if you have a lot of excess cash uh but really the, the proper way to look at it especially for someone our age you know i, I know i'm in my mid-20s i'm assuming you are too frank chris i know you are there also so for someone our age, um, you should really be looking now is the time where you can look long term and start to build something that's really going to pay off, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the line. But now, Ankit, I feel like it's so blatantly obvious, you know, what's a good buy and what's not a good buy if you're patient and you're not desperate for the capital, right? If I put my money in Microsoft, I'm, I feel like I'm guaranteed it's going to increase in 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah, you never, you know, guarantee, the word guarantee is tough, <laughs> right? Mm, you never, you never, yeah, you never really know where something's going. Like you have it as an example, like Xerox, you know, 30 years ago, it was one of the <laughs> biggest companies in the world. And then you have the fax machine just went out the window the moment, you know, email came and, and um, you know, development of smartphones and things like that. And, and just computers overall. So while one thing might be really great today and for the foreseeable future for the next few years, um, investing is really something where you want to take a buy, you know, people say buy and hold. The way I look at it is more buy and homework, right? Like every, every now and then you kind of want to take a step back, look at what you really own and kind of decide from there, where do I think this is going to be going? in the next few years. So stock like Microsoft is great. And it, it, you know, I believe that's one of the best choices out there right now. And it will be for the next few years. But 10 years from now, 15 years from now, we have no idea where we might be. So it's important to stay on top of that and just understand where it might be that, that time. So, so due to um, our current situation with the coronavirus uh, pandemic, no one is traveling. Flights are completely at a standstill. There's no international anything. Um, my buddy here, Chris, he kind of laughed at me, said he did his research, um, said I was silly for kind of getting into the My airline. research is talking to Ankit, just so we're clear. <laughs> okay. So talk, uh, so I, I kind of dove, dove into the some airlines uh, about two weeks ago when they were pretty low, mm-hmm. um, like United Airlines and JetBlue. Right now, they're kind of, they, they bounced up. They I, you know, I really don't know the technical terms, but 
Mm-hmm. Each stock gained about $20 um, after I purchased them. And they actually are now leveling back to the purchase price that I had. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming in the long run, something like that is guaranteed to as well bounce back up. Well, Frank, guarantee is a strong word here. You're right. I, I, I said the same <laughs> word. Yeah, I, I guess I wasn't listening, even though he, that, that was in my head. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Me and you are one of the same. <laughs> but because, is, is oh, airlines a mistake? You know, I, so one of the most important distinctions to make as a, as a kind of a new investor is the difference between value and price right? Okay. The price of something doesn't necessarily determine how much it's actually worth. Um, that's more, more of an intrinsic thing. What you feel it's worth. Do you think it's worth that much? Can you do the calculations, whether, um, you know, you're going into the math and, and you start to, to dive down a little bit into that. But a lot of people are looking at the current market today and seeing that the banks, as well as the airlines, uh, cruises are another one, the cruise liners, they've all gotten completely destroyed, right? Hotels are another one. Absolutely. Nobody's using them. It's remarkable. I bought uh, Royal Caribbean at like 120, you know, in December ish. It's currently trading at $22. That's absolutely wild. I sold it at 120. Broke Uh, even, but geez. I don't, I don't know if this is cutting into a question you had already prepared on kit that we had just asked, but um, when you want to sell a stock because Mm. it is, falling like that drastically um is the business or the company um do they have to buy it back can you sell it no matter what or can you be stuck with that that is a great that's actually a great question especially for a lot of the new investors that are are probably going to be listening to this so that term is liquidity is Mm -hmm. is the name of that term and um part of the reason why people love investing in, in the stock market is because of how liquid it is, meaning how easy it is to sell it to someone else. Okay. Um, the issue comes with when you trade small, you know, like names that a lot of people haven't heard about. Um, like to give you an example, my father, maybe it was uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, he had a this idea in mind. My uncle just opened this new restaurant. Turns out it was a Superman franchise. And so my father takes, you know, upwards of 50, 50, $60,000. And he says, Hey, this is going to be the new thing. I'm going to plow all this money into Suitman. Now he thought that he would unload Suitman after it goes up one or $2, right? Which would have been like a hundred percent gain. The stock was only trading at two, $3 a share at that time. Uh, what ended up happening is that even after it went up, there weren't enough buyers on the other side because no one really knew much about the stock. There weren't enough buyers that he could actually unload it at that price. So he had to lower his price down uh, in order to actually have someone buy it. So in reality, the stock market, it is a market, right? There's someone on the other side. It might be the company itself, but there is someone on the other side that is buying your shares. Someone who is hungry for like a low, a low buy, or, yeah, or a, a potential a potential low buy, which is a risk that the company will bounce back and make money. Yeah, you, you never know why someone else is really buying or selling a stock. Um, that's one of the difficult parts about, about the market, right? Is that you really have to rely on your, you have to be confident in your actions and know and, and kind of know what you're doing and not because you have no access to know why the other person is buying it. 
the other person you never know you know they there's they could be it could be the company itself it could be they have a personal estate they you know if, if you just happen to drink a uh you know a, a new drink let's say mountain dew and you never tried it before you might say oh this is really great i'm going to go buy pepsi without realizing that pepsi stock right now is very high or very low so you never really know why the other person is buying or selling you really have to rely on yourself to to now okay i got i got this question right i mean look majority of americans technically don't have a, a savings right i think the mm-hmm. average american has a savings of like five seven grand or, or whatever it is Oof. you know and you're talking significantly less most likely in our age demographic you know the 22 to 35 year old right mm-hmm. um especially with student loans and rent and etc if someone has pretty much what i'm saying is if you don't have that much money and you're talking about hundreds to invest, is it even mm-hmm. worth investing? Because the compound of the um, capital gains is really pennies to the dollar. Yeah. Yes and no. You know, what I would say is I would say it's absolutely worth investing 100%. You know, you, it's, it's something where the longer amount of time you're in the market, the, the better it's going to be for you. But more than that, the reason why investing, even if you only have a small amount, is worthwhile is because you're also learning. Typically, people who have smaller accounts, they're relatively newer to the market, right? So it's a way to learn about the market without risking too much money. You learn slowly. You build up that portfolio over time. You could have the satisfaction of seeing it go up over time without risking so much. Um, the one drawback is what's called diversification, which is that you can't you can't spread that money into so many different sectors of the market. And there are other ways to do that, um, which we can go into a bit. You know, meaning if you have a thousand dollars to bet and invest, you're gonna put you know five hundred Facebook, five hundred Microsoft. They're both like one hundred and fifty dollars a share. You can't really diversify there. Yeah. Now imagine if by any chance the government comes out and says all tech companies, uh, we're going to tax them now at 80%. That would never happen, but imagine they did, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Facebook and Microsoft and Amazon and Google and all these other companies uh, that are levered to tech or, or that focus on tech, they would all get completely... Oh, gotcha. So when you mean diversify, you mean in telecommunications, tech, real estate... Mm-hmm. Exactly. You want to be in many different industries, right? You want utilities, you want transportation, you want hotels, you want real estate, you want airlines, you know, uh, those are a lot of those are the ones which you don't want to be in right now. Uh, But you get the idea that you want to be in many different places um, to avoid the chance of one of them falling so hard and hurting your account so big that makes perfect sense because you never want all of your chips in one basket as exactly don't put all your eggs in one basket you got it so um so right now as we know the the market has crashed um uh who is buying right now as the market has crashed um should everyone be looking into it or do you need money that you could technically not miss if it's gone still? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I think that if you, the first thing is that if you're investing in the market, there's a few things you should do before that. 
right? Like if you mm-hmm. have really high interest debt, a lot of credit card debt, try to take care of that first. Because while you might make some great gains in the market, 30, 40, 50% here and there, mm-hmm. that credit card interest, 20, whatever, 22, you know, upwards of 20% is guaranteed. You are for sure going to get charged that. If you yep, hold that yep. Mark Cuban debt. says that one. Exactly. So, so try and, you know, there's, there's a couple of things you want to do before you get into the market. Um, one of them would be like wipe out your high interest debt. The other one, maybe put it, put aside a little nest, you know, a little, a little bit of savings in case there's some sort of disaster or some sort of uh, situation you can't handle. But once you have those two set up, you know, once you have, let's say 1000 you know, $1,000, $2,000 on the side, you have all your high interest debt paid off. It's a great time to start looking at the market, especially right now when prices are, are reduced. On great stuff. So, uh, so I think a lot of uh, Americans at least are about to receive a stimulus check. I don't know exactly if, this is a hundred percent when or when it will happen. Um, are people going, is it smart to, if you don't have bills to maybe get into the game right then? Cause you're getting maybe a $1,200 check or is that silly? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's person to person, right? Yeah. You know, if you, if you have a family of four and you got to feed your kids, you know, get the more groceries first. Yeah. They're more, they're, it's really going to be depend from person to person as for what you do with the money. Okay. Honestly though, um, I would bet that if a person gets that and has no debt and they don't invest it and spend it on shoes or, or whatever, or vacation, they're probably middle or lower class. Yeah, there's, I would say that's actually a relatively safe assumption, you know, that, that you normally see the lower, you know, people who don't make as much, they tend to spend their money a lot faster. They don't have the same savings rate as people who understand how to grow your wealth. You know, the, uh, those are really the type of people who they might put a portion of that aside. They'll spend the rest. Um, the real reason for the government stimulus is to actually try and get people to spend as much as they can so that businesses can keep their employees. And, you that know, makes and, sense. Yeah. So really right now the government does want you to spend as much as you can, but if you have extra on the side, I mean, you know, it is a good time. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly trying to get way more of knowledge into the stock market because I don't want to jump blindly in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I certainly have a money set to the side that I do want to put into it. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just seems like a excellent opportunity right now as I'm looking at some, prices or market of like successful businesses as of a month ago that are mm-hmm. i don't know 50 percent discounted yeah yeah it, it seems like a, a a crazy time um but i'm wondering as businesses have closed during this pandemic is it anywhere possible that the market would shut down no no the, Not at all. the no the markets have um Technically, you know, it, the markets have shut down twice in the past month, no? So I was, I was going to say the markets have something called circuit breakers where I, okay. what, they're, what they're designed to do is if, let's say one day you wake up and actually this happened a couple of weeks ago, one day you wake up and there's a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And it hit the US and things are going crazy. Um, what you're likely to experience and the same thing you experienced in 9-11, you experienced it in the Great Depression. Uh, World War II, the beginning of World War II, you know, you see the major sell-off of everyone trying to get their money out of the market because they're worried that 
we're going to go into a recession. They're worried that things are really going to fall, you know, fall apart. So these circuit breakers are there so that once the stocks fall to a certain percentage, they basically shut off the market for 15 minutes. And they shut it off for 15 minutes in order to say, hey, look, not the end of the world, you know, keep your cool. And then if it falls again, once they reopen the market, then they shut it off for a few hours, I believe. And if it falls even further, which I, I think is like 22 percent, uh, my numbers could be off there, but I think it's like 20, 22 or 21 percent on a single day, uh, then it would be closed for the rest of the day. So what I wonder is how many people are selling off because they're truly fearful, knowing that it's a long term investment? Or how many people are using the strategy to quickly sell and buy lower? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, you're seeing both, right? You're seeing people who take a long-term view and then you're also seeing people who are, who are selling maybe out of fear and, and trying to buy lower. But um, really the long-term view is the right mindset. If you have extra cash, if you can afford it, it's not like you need to sell and, and go into cash in order, in order to handle some bills. And it's really worth it to put more money into the market now at depressed prices. Uh, and in the future, the prices, you know, if they continue to go down, put a little bit more as they continue to go down as well, because you're probably not going to see this opportunity for very long. Oh, that is the timer. Too. That is the timer. So Ankit, you know the you know the rule here. When the timer goes off, we we get ready to sign out to keep it short. But I tell you what, I mean, we may have to have you on again. Certainly knowledgeable, geez. Yeah, this is super valuable. I, I we as our first guest, thank you, Ankit. This has been insightful for me as well. I love it. Hey, man, it's a great time. You know, I got my drink here. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, we, we have our drinks too. This <laughs> Sevillon Blanc. Ankit, do you have a you know a sign out message? Anything you want to say before we head out here? Not much, man. I mean, you know, to, to everyone out there, stay safe. Chris has the hookups, I heard, if you need masks, so let him know. And, uh, <laughs> Yo, he's, and <laughs> he just, he's, that's he's, subtle. That's he's indirectly, subtly. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man, I tell you, I mean, Frankie, we, we, you know, I said the other day, me and Anke, we work on the same team. I'm the, I'm the best player on the team, and he knows it, but, you know, he's pretty damn good himself. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I appreciate oh, it. Cheers geez. to that. <laughs> Cheers uh, to that we appreciate you. We can't wait to have you back on. Frank G, you got anything to say? Uh, I just want to say thank you, Ankit. And for anyone else listening, this was our first guest. We'd love to have many more. Just let us know if you have something you want us to talk about, uh, important to discuss during these times. We are listening to you. We are here for you guys. Thanks. I second that. We are out. Peace.